Hello, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> I can't even do it without laughing. You do the intro this time. No. Go for it. Go for it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better. I'm not going to say all the stuff Chris usually does because it's, uh... What? Only suits your voice. Hmm. But I'm the co-host of the show. My name's Arden Nordstrom. And this is episode 32, Checking In. That was actually pretty good. I'd, I'd say a solid eight and a half out of ten. I ten it, out of ten. I think it needs a bit of work. Maybe people can email uh, how how good they think your intro is. Maybe they like mine better. It's less formal. Yeah, maybe. You always say it sounds like a Nancy when I do that. Yeah, it's you not- have a weird work voice, and that's like the extreme spectrum of your work voice. It's kind of like a. Sounds an announcer like a, sounds like a game show host. Yeah, if you think it's bad for you, imagine being like the wife of a stadium announcer that has to go to the hockey Let's game. Get ready to. Oh wait, no, you can't that's say copyrighted. That. No, I didn't finish it. Yeah, and don't you dare <laughs> sing "Happy Birthday." But we 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 want it. No, that's in public domain, isn't it? Happy birthday. I have no idea. There's probably different rules in the United States and Canada. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, copyright and all that stuff. Uh, so we we thought it would be a good idea to do a, a little recap this episode episode to check in because, you know, we kind of kept going and going and going with all the different topics that the episodes were about. So we thought, why don't we take a step back and chat about how things are going? Yeah, we had actually wanted to do a recap post kind of reviewing all the things that we've talked about and all these things that we want to become better at. Episode 26 was the plan that, to make it an even year. We wanted to do it at the year mark. And then things kind of got derailed. What we- happened? There was a global pandemic Hmm. and a subsequent economic collapse Hmm. all around the world. So life as we know it has been completely disrupted. And when that all happened, I mean, I think a lot of people were trying to work their way through it. And we wanted to talk about some of the things that we had picked up along the way or been thinking about in terms of how to work from home and how to like find a sense of calm throughout yeah. this process, right? So I think that we we wanted to talk about these things on the show, so we never really got back to the recap. And I think recaps are really important. I know for me personally, I work in program evaluation and it's important to touch base not only immediately after something, but also far after something to know mm. really how sustainable things are. And I mean, we talk about all sorts of really cool topics like digital declutter and we talked about what, yeah. how these books affected us. But I mean, it's really important to also come back a year later and see, okay, once the initial hype wore off, what actually stuck? And I think for me, like when I read all these nonfiction books, it's so easy to be motivated for like a week or a month, but not everything sticks. Yeah. And I think the perfect example of this is in all these cooking shows when you see they do all these transformational changes and it's so exciting and everything is so like wonderful right after they have all these interventions. (laughs) And then six months later to a year when these shows check in again, oh, actually they reverted back to their normal state and nothing was sustainable. So I think sustainable change is really important. And so in this chain, in this topic, we're going to just check in on Some of the things we've talked about for the last year. I love that analogy. It's so true. Uh, So as you can probably tell listening to the show, if you've listened to uh, other episodes from this one, if you haven't, this is a terrible episode to start with. Go back and and listen to all the previous ones. Or this Uh, could be like an index of all of the stuff we've talked about so you can find all the good stuff. 
That's a good point. This is like reading the ends of books, mm. which if you are a fan of the show, you know I do. <laughs> so this is the end of the book if you or but well the middle of the book because this isn't the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to do more shows. We have zero fans, but a lot of listeners. So as you can probably <laughs> tell, listening to the podcast, I hate, when so, I hate when I listen to something and somebody calls me a fan. Like all our fans, are, I'm not a fan of anything. I just like podcasts. For God, stop calling me a fan. Some people uh, are fans. We have shirts for some podcasts. So yeah, we, we do. Might it, be yeah, fans. not for our own though. <laughs> no. But as you can probably tell, listening to the podcast, uh, I'm a pretty big fan of reflecting on how yeah. things are going. As are you. Uh, so we thought, you know, what went well in this last year or so? Uh, what do we have work to do with still? Um, and also send us how things are going for you if you've tried out any of the ideas we're talking about that some of the the incredible guests we've had on have talked about. Uh, email us. Chris at a life of productivity.com uh, or Arden at a life of productivity.com. Flood our inboxes, you know, let <laughs> us know how things are going, but also what you want to see going forward, too. Yeah. So let's start with some things we've learned. I think this is a nice, happy way to start. Um, yeah. But things we've learned. So I know one of the big things for you is this that you're obsessed with this idea right now is the yeah. idea of like maintaining calm and finding calm, right? Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, we're living through such an anxious time right now in a world that's never been as anxious as it is today. And so I think, you know, we, we talk a lot about productivity, we talk a lot about work, but I actually think through an anxious time like this, that the path to greater productivity uh, runs straight through calm. Because if we can get out of the noise in our head, if we can invest in strategies that that ground us and lead us to become immersed in whatever we're doing in the present moment, we can get out of our own way and just become engaged. And engagement makes us happier. Uh, you know, nothing makes us happier than becoming engaged with something that we're with. Um, and, and and I think that's such a critical thing that we need right now. So, you know, I'm, I'm scrolling through the episode list. We'll, we'll we'll try to pull up the numbers of the episodes as we're as we're chatting. Episode 26. 26. <laughs> that was the 26th episode that was supposed to be a recap episode, but mm-hmm. that one's called Strategies for Calm. And we also had Henry Ammons who wrote The Chemistry of Calm on episode number 28. Uh, so, you know, I think when this idea of calm is so vital, and I, I found myself becoming more anxious during a time like this, um, as I, I think you have as well, as yeah. as is probably the normal thing, and as is probably the correct thing. You know, it might be a bit odd if a global pandemic happens and all these issues of. Uh, racial justice and economic um, inequality are coming to the forefront of our consciousness, and you're calmer than ever. That might be a weird kind of reaction, mm-hmm. uh, but For at sure. the same time, we do need a bunch of tactics in our back pocket to be able to face a situation like this and have the resources at our disposal to be able to uh, mobilize and be able to do a good job, depending on what our intentions are. So, yeah, anxiety is <clears throat> not something to be like completely stomped out of your life. You're, no. You have to just learn to engage with it in a healthy way. Yeah, I actually think it's impossible to experience zero anxiety. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't. No, I went like through therapy and stuff and you're not supposed to get no. the anxiety down to zero. So. <laughs> you're just in denial is no, what that's called. No, you're just trying called, to learn to live with it. Yeah, exactly. And and treat it with a certain, you know, John Kropp, who is a, a, another person we interviewed, a meditation teacher. He, he talks about treating anxiety and welcoming it almost with a certain nonchalance. You know, kind of, mm-hmm. say, ah, this is, I'm feeling a bit anxious again. That's 
whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it, it's very mindful, like not attaching to the emotion and just yeah. experiencing them. Yeah, so th- this is something that I know I've gotten a lot better at over the course of doing this podcast and and before it, honestly. Uh, so doing things like doubling down on meditation, uh, getting in touch with analog projects. We've done so many home renos and this mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why, um, you know, having things to be engaged with and learning to, to program new languages and picking up the piano again, um, you know, recalling things that we're grateful for every day to look for the good, the opportunities around us and finding things to savor, you know, the quality time to get, we walked to Canadian Tire, which is Ooh, uh, big, a home, exciting trip. It uh, is a, a long walk though. <laughs> yeah, it's a half an hour walk, but it's like a home renovation store here in Canada and got a latte, you know, on our way there. And it was nice, you know, just having something to enjoy. So if there's one thing I've become better at in, in the journey of this podcast and before it and, and now that I'm still working on it. It's finding that sense of calm. Yeah, for sure. 10 out of 10 agree. I mean, this is not something, I think for you, this isn't something that you've really become kind of obsessed with this idea lately. And Mm -hmm. I think that obviously rubs off on the people around you because I know in the last couple of months while we've been locked down at home, um, (laughs) I've been definitely leaning in more into meditation, which is not something that has been a regular part of my life until more recently. And also just like carving out time for yoga my daily yeah, practice. Yeah, so it's been it's nice. nice. Yeah. Um, but the big thing, I think one of, this was like our first episode and I think this is where doing a long, long-term check-in is kind of useful to see what actually sticks is um, de- the digital declutter experiment that we yeah. did, right? And minimizing our digital lives. So I know since we did that, I don't know, experiment is exactly what we called it. So since we did that experiment, um, I watch way less YouTube mm. and um, spend a lot less time on Instagram. And yeah. I always kind of thought it was, I always, I never really understood how people could say, oh, I just check Facebook once a week or I check Instagram once a week. <laughs> I don't have Facebook, so that's never been an issue for me. But Instagram was always something I would check like multiple times a day. Um, and I've, since this experiment, I really do only check it like once a week. I have, there were multiple weeks where I would go without it and I realized there were things that I was missing from my friend groups and I would, I would miss like engagements and stuff from when my friends got engaged and that, or when my friends had bought houses and I just didn't know and they hadn't called. So, or we had just missed each other's phone calls or whatever. How dare they not call? I mean, they do, but I just miss stuff. So I think once a week you, you catch up on the important things, but you don't get bogged down by the Instagram feed. Right. So I think for me, I've definitely carved out a lot more time for analog things and just spending time on more valuable things. Like for me, the cello and and drawing is something that has really been taking up more of my time. Drawing, especially, that's something I used to do in high school mm. and have been spending a lot more time doing, which is really, really nice. Yeah, it's um, it's been a joy to replace so many of the digital things with analog things. Mm-hmm. So uh, in our new house that we moved to, there's a lot of nature trails nearby. Yeah, it's just it's you know, taking a walk through the nature with just a notepad in my pocket and leaving my phone at home. Or just, you know, if I take it with me to capture some notes, putting it on airplane mode and picking up more physical books, tackling those home reno projects that that I mentioned, it's huge. Yeah. You know, and I, I I don't think this is, you know, speaking to the idea of calm, I don't think people understand the extent to which the digital world makes us anxious uh, and the extent to which it stresses us out and also the extent to which we can find calm when we just connect with what's physical and mm-hmm. real. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, well, you had Kelly McGonigal in the 
podcast, I think the last episode. Yeah. And she talks about, I know in the Joy of Movement, she did talk about like the benefits of just being in nature and, and being physically active in nature. And I think, and that's not exactly what we're talking about here, but I mean, doing something in nature is, is insanely good for just disconnecting and, and feeling more centered. Yeah. Another thing that I, I personally have become better at, or we'll get to the stuff we're working on. Let, oh, yeah. We're feel, not flawless. There's lots of stuff we're still working unless on. Unless this sounds like we're a bit braggadocious right now, but caffeine and alcohol. Is that a word? I think. Oh my gosh. Eh, nobody will hear this. So caffeine and alcohol, these are episodes uh, 12. Oh wait, no. So I think caffeine is episode 12. Oh. Alcohol is episode 14. And then we also did another episode on caffeine in twenty episode twenty one. Okay, yeah, cool. So I, I hardly drink either anymore now. And <laughs> I know <laughs> just mentioned walking to Canadian Tire and getting a latte. But uh, honestly, I'm I'm far more strategic with both of these things. This is something I've written about over the years, but it's something I've really taken to heart, especially around that idea of finding calm as well. Um, so with caffeine, you know, I, I have it if it's the weekend or I just want to relax. It might sound weird to talk about relaxation and drinking a coffee because it kind of, you know, mobilizes you to, to do stuff. But I, I honestly find like, you know, disconnecting, getting a nice coffee and picking up a bunch of books or, or digging into an online course and learning the, the program, programming language Swift right now. Um, and alcohol, really, that's not really a part of what I do anymore. Yeah, you never really drink anymore, yeah, which is I'm, pretty cool. I'm boring now, but that's okay. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. No, and I find that, you know, these things kind of took my mood and tugged it in a direction that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with. And I'm pretty happy about these changes. Yeah. I know for me, I've also, I, caffeine or especially coffee, not all caffeine. I think when we did the big cutting out caffeine, I think we yeah. both did it at different times, but when I cut out caffeine, I really, really realized that green tea and coffee just don't affect me in the same way. And that's not news to anybody who drinks these things, right? I mean, coffee is yeah. a much more anxious kind of feeling for me. Um, and I I think I had a, a latte on an episode a few episodes ago, like a month or two ago. And that was the first coffee I had had in months and I've I've had a cut coffee here and there. I know we kind of, as a treat now, every now and then we'll walk to the coffee shop that's really far away. Yeah, and then we'll get a latte there, and then we'll walk back. But that's like a whole process, so it doesn't. It's not like I'm drinking a whole pot of coffee like I used to just to start working in the morning, which was crazy. Now that I think about yeah, it, it really <laughs> is, isn't it? And this is something yeah. something else I've kind of realized is it matters where our energy comes from. So if we have one source of energy and that's caffeine, we're really putting all our eggs in one basket yeah. and we don't have the opportunity to diversify a bit and just not lean on that one crutch. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you have some nature, if you have some people around you or that you can talk to, if you have disconnection time, if you have time to be lazy, which we talked about as well, uh, in one of the more recent, you know, then you kind of, if you get more physical activity, if you get a proper amount of sleep, these eat are, well. yeah. yeah, if you eat well, put good fuel into your body, drink enough water. These are basic things, but they diversify our sources of energy, which means that we don't overinvest in one or the other. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we haven't talked about on the podcast yet, maybe, yeah. uh, but it's, uh, it's something that matters, especially with regard to these things. 
Yeah, for sure. I know for me, like, I think the equilibrium, I'd like to think of these things as equilibrium because we do these big experiments, which are like these kind of huge shocks. And then you find a new equilibrium that's somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. Um, when you realize what sticks. And I think for me, what stuck out of our process learning about caffeine was really that I love green tea and there's no way my life will not have green tea. That's just never <laughs> going to be something that I want. But coffee just is horrible things to me. So yeah. it makes me so anxious. It's just not worth it. But green tea, I now have like a pot of green tea a few times a week. And that's the equilibrium that is working for me. Yeah. Loving Speaking it. of things that have worked and sources of energy, a big one for you was the biological primetime idea. Oh, yeah. Man, this is something that has really been preoccupying me during COVID because now I no longer have like 8.30 a.m. seminars or mm. I also don't have as many morning meetings. I don't know why that's the case, but I just don't seem to have as many morning meetings. It's nice. COVID's happening. Yeah. So I have more flexibility in terms of this time I work during the day. And I think because I also don't have to be physically anywhere other than our house, like I don't have to balance my time between my uh, my my university office and my consulting office and bouncing between the two. I think because I'm physically able to work from wherever and my time constraints aren't so restricted, mm. I've really been able to f be more aware of where I work the best and at what time I work the best without any of those constraints, which has been really cool because I've always been waking up at like 5.30 a.m. And that was mostly just to be able to balance all the many different things I had to do in a day. And now that a lot of that is gone, I find I'm waking up more at like 6.45 every day, just naturally. Yeah. Um, and to wake up before 7 a.m. or even before 6.30 a.m. without an alarm feels pretty great. Um, and getting up a little bit later every day, but I have like a few hours of really, really good work time in the morning. Um, and then I'll have a much later breakfast and then have like a, I'll spend like an hour or so cooking and eating and then I'll work again for the afternoon and then I have a really big rush in the late evening. So these kind of like, three peaks of when I'm really focused and able to be feeling motivated and focused has been really, really cool to like figure out that wind, those windows for me. Do you call that a trimodal distribution? Uh, that's not a word. It's it's a actually, it's probably a word. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I don't call it that, but sure. We can call it that. Okay. Let's call it that. Yeah. Let's call it that. No, but it's been really nice to kind of have this space and the flexibility to realize these things. And I know I'm probably very fortunate to be, even be able to have that kind of flexibility. like To have work right now. To have work is, uh, yeah, I'm very, very fortunate. And I know like we don't have kids that are tying us to certain schedules or, or all sorts of constraints. So we're very fortunate. And I know not everybody would have that flexibility, but I know I'm feeling extremely grateful that I've been able to be more self-aware during this time, yeah. which has been cool. Well, that, that's, that's one... Uh, constraint worth mentioning. And, and during a time like this, everybody has different constraints. Mm -hmm. And something that I, I often have said is productivity itself is often a process of understanding our constraints, our constraints on our time, our constraints on how well we're able to focus, our constraints on how much energy we have. Mm -hmm. And so we've had constraints. And so it's time to, to uh, focus on a couple of the challenges, the things that we've talked about on the podcast, but that we are not quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah. The first one, <laughs> the weight loss 
challenge. So this is something that is constantly evolving, but the trend lines are, are very good on this. Uh, you know, we realized, I think it was a three month or 14 week challenge, something like that. that like 90 days, I think. 90 days. Yeah, that's what it was uh, that we put out to listeners of the podcast. And we realized, you know, that's a that's a short time frame yeah. uh, during which to lose weight when you're supposed to be integrating these habits that last a lifetime into your life. Habits. Sustainable habits. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, that's a, that's a time frame where you're less likely to lose motivation, but maybe after there might be a rebound effect. Now, we, we didn't really experience too much of a rebound effect, uh, but we have... Uh, you know, realize that the time frame of that should have been longer, and course, so yeah. we're we're making more steady progress with that. I know I've lost a, a few more pounds since that experiment uh, while working to a few. I think you're at a new low since I've known you, yeah, which is pretty I was trying crazy. Trying to be a bit modest, but but you know, well, well, <laughs> oh, you look really good. No. Well, oh, thank it. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a podcast, very visual medium. Hopefully, people can <laughs> hear how good I look. But you know, while working a system of of accountability. Yeah. Into another thing we talk about a lot on the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to hold yourself accountable for something, that is a situation during which a, a you have to confront why that's the case. Maybe a change isn't worth making. Maybe something isn't important to you. Maybe you just need something external to hold you accountable. So that's something that I know we're both working on right now, taking pictures of everything we eat, sending them to our dietitian who's doing virtual sessions. Uh, big changes. Yeah, I know. So I was very clear from the beginning that I was not going to be attached to a specific number. And yeah. I still am not because I think that's <laughs> just the wrong way to approach it. And I think especially for, definitely men do, but I think especially for women, it's a really unhealthy way to think about your body. Yeah. And I don't want to go that way. So I have never set like a specific number, but I was very focused on like resetting some of the habits that I had lost. Um, And I'm actually insanely happy with that. And I think when we did a recap, I don't remember in January, I don't remember what episode that was anymore, but we did do a recap and I said, I was happy. I was like getting happier with some of my habits. I was definitely on, I was on the right trajectory. And I think since then things have just snowballed in a really good way. So this is one of those examples where my new equilibrium is still in process because yeah. things are just getting better. And I think since there, I'm not going to put a number on it, but like since that episode, I, I have lost actually another like eight pounds. Which oh, is there's cool. the number. It is cool. Nice. Um, but I, I think like the thing that I'm actually happy about is that I'm just, my habits around activity and food and just the way I feel are just so much better. Yeah. So that's actually, I'm, st- we're, I'm obviously, like, I'm still working on this. This is not something that's ever going to be a fixed point, but I'm, yeah. I'm pretty happy with this, actually. Yeah, I realized that one of the things that needed to change with my eating habits was my relationship to food. It wasn't just what I was eating, but it's why I was eating what I was Mm -hmm. eating. And that's something I didn't realize at the time. Uh, But something that a friend of mine told me along this journey, because I've been chatting with a few friends who have gone through this same thing, uh, something that, that she said was, you know, you, you, like assure your heart on yourself when you're not eating well, but you also deserve to eat better. So no McDonald's. Yeah. So <laughs> that that has meant fewer McFlurries, but it's also meant kind of a new respect that I have for myself. And you know, this is, I think, an idea that can move over to the other areas that we talk about. You know, we talk about how stressful the digital world can be. Maybe it's not, you know, spending too much time in there will stress you out, but maybe you also deserve 
to take a step back from that world. You know, maybe you're putting things off um, and and procrastinating on things, which I know is next in the list here. But maybe also (laughs) you deserve to maybe just do something now so you can relax a bit and be a bit less hard on yourself. You know, maybe you deserve to accomplish a bit more so you can have a bit more of a you know, successful life or whatever and, and work around your biological prime time in that way. I, I think this is an idea that moves over to the other areas that we talk about as well. Yeah, and this is definitely something that we're both still working on, right? Like people's relationship to food is always, I think... It's complicated. Very, it's complicated. So something we're still working on, but uh, I'm actually quite happy with the progress more recently. So yeah, that's kind of our update there. But the big thing I'm still working on, especially right now, I think is procrastination. Mm. Um, and I, I know we talked a lot about this in episode 27 and I'm still working on it. I, I think I have that kind of just made me more mindful of what I wanted to do to try to come better at this. So like my strategy now is really focusing on making tasks more structured because there was never an obvious next thing to work on on some of my projects. And that that for me is just like a really good way to procrastinate on it forever. So I've been trying to break things down into more bite-sized next steps, which has been helpful, but it's still something that I'm always going to be working on until this PhD is over. So, um, and just <laughs> mentally in my head, I think something that I've been trying to to try, I guess, is just mentally committing to just doing something for a few minutes. Yeah. And normally when I do that, I get into totally a rhythm um, so on the stuff that I'm trying to avoid or the aversive tasks in research, which there always will be, um, just mentally committing to a few minutes of something. And normally by the time it, my alarm goes off, I'm like, oh, I'm totally in a rhythm and yeah. I don't want to stop now. So it's, it's just, like jumping in a cold pool. Yeah. The first second sucks. And then you're like, oh, wait, yeah, oh. this is actually nice. Yeah. yeah. My body's <laughs> adjusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's episode number 27. I don't oh, know if you actually, mentioned. yeah. So if you wanted to know, like go back and hear about those episodes that we've talked about so far. I know the episode that we talked about becoming more calm and and that whole approach was in episode 26. Yeah. Minimizing our digital lives was episode two very early on. That was when we did the digital declutter experiment. Uh, Caffeine and alcohol. We've done a whole bunch of episodes on them. We did our first caffeine episode on episode 12. We talked about alcohol in episode 14. And then we talked about um, resetting your caffeine tolerance Mm. in episode 21. So those are all cool episodes. Biological primetime, which is the thing that I'm now playing with, is, or again, I guess this whole COVID thing has made me <laughs> have more time to f- figure this out in more detail. Um, that was, we first talked about that in episode seven. And and we've also had some amazing guests on the podcast. Yeah, it's and, been a cool year. You know, we don't always put the name of the guest in the title for the episode. Yeah. And so it, it might be worth, you know, Cal Newport, uh, what, what, you know, some of the world's foremost, he was episode number one, David Allen, episode three, Laura Vander Cam, episode eight, Kate Flanders, episode 13, Neil Pashrika, I guess I should say what they do. He wrote the book of awesome episode number 16. James Clear wrote uh, Atomic, Atomic Habits. Habits 18. Michael Greger episode number 19. He wrote How Not to Die and How Not to Diet. And now How Not to Die. Oh, no. How, how, how to, to Survive, survive a, a pandemic. pandemic. Henry Emmons, who wrote The Chemistry of Calm episode 28. And Kelly McGonigal, who uh, has written The Upside of Stress, The Willpower Instinct, and mm-hmm. The Joy of Movement, which we chatted about, was the previous episode, episode 31. So what, what, we're going to take a bit of our advice from a couple episodes back and be a bit lazy and enjoy the summer a little bit, and also plan where 
we want to take the podcast going forward. Because as you can see from the episode times, every episode's 20 or 30 minutes long and every two weeks, by God, that's a lot of work for us. Oh my God. No, He's I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But, but in that planning, it, if you want to hear any voices on the podcast that we haven't had or maybe that we have had that, that you want to chat us to chat with again, uh, if there's any topics that uh, you're working on becoming better at that you want us to chat about as well, hear our take on them, uh, hear a bit of the science behind the, these ideas that we can dig up, uh, do suggest those as well. Chris at a life of productivity.com or Arden at a life of productivity.com. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So we're going to soak up the sun <laughs> a little and bit. just enjoy some family time. Yeah, yeah, enjoy some family time and take a little step back and reflect a bit because, you know, just doing all the time and never reflecting is never a recipe for anything great. So And it's summer in Canada, which yeah. lasts like three minutes. So we have to be outside as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, we, we, we have a narrow window and we need to just go outside. <laughs> so, we're actually kidding. It's a big stereotype. Canada is actually quite lovely for all of those people who haven't been to Canada or never, who don't live here. Canada is actually quite lovely. And yeah. the area we live in has been nice since like March. So. Yeah. And the igloo mm-hmm. that we live in hasn't melted yeah, it hasn't yet. Melted so. yet. <laughs> so finishing up becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode. Uh, hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you in a not-so-distant Tuesday. Woohoo!